Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Ian McNulty joins us now who covers food and dining. He is, in essence, the Santa Claus of eating. If you look at it that way, maybe, or not. I don't know. How you doing, Ian McNulty? Oh, 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 so glad to hear your voice, Tommy. Yes, indeed. As I am yours, it's the Friday before Christmas. It doesn't get any better than this. Um, let's talk uh, about uh, an article that you wrote that I think is nice uh, about area restaurant picks for casual group outings at the holidays because some people don't have big family gatherings and they don't want to cook and they're looking to get out. Yeah, well, and to be clear, this is not for Christmas Day or Christmas right. Eve. You know, we can talk about that particular dynamic. But this is the time of year that I, I know a lot of people. Well, they do have family in, in town, or they're uh, maybe they're in, they're in town themselves visiting, mm-hmm. or kids are off looking for something together. to do. Go spend a day out in the city. Yeah, exactly. So I tried to think of places that could be easy for that with. With different dynamics to it, you know, and it, you know, not all not all restaurants are ideally set up for this. You know, I, sometimes I hear people ask, like, okay, the, a part twelve, what's a great restaurant to go to? Like, it, the best answer to that is to split it up. Frankly, I, I think once you get more than six people at a table mm-hmm. at most restaurants, oh, it's a mess. You're, it's a mess. Yeah, it's a you mess. You can't right? drop all the entrees at the same time, and everybody's. It's just, a, it's not fair to anybody. Do you think exactly right? And but there there are some restaurants that I find are set up a little better to do this sort of thing, and uh, you got to look at the format. And some is one of them that, that I'll say right off the bat is this great place in Gretna called Nine Roses. It's a Vietnamese restaurant, mm-hmm. and the reason I like it for this is you walk in, and the first thing you see are these uh, these long tables for you know six maybe eight people. Uh, depending on the size of the person, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, it could be a table for four if we're talking about the biggest boys in the room. Uh, but right in the middle of it are these grills, these little brazier grills. Uh, and you cook your own uh, meats and fold these with herbs and sauces into uh, rice flour wraps and essentially make your own spring rolls. So it's kind of a fun interactive thing as well. And some other places? Right, yeah. And so think about uh, places that when you walk in, you, you, you're not going in with a reservation for six or eight because this thing just came up. Uh, this idea to go out or this idea that, okay, we have to clear everybody out of the house right away. Uh, Las Cruces is a new place in Metairie, uh, Las Cruces Tex-Mex. And if you haven't seen it, uh, that's not on you because it's a little hard to see, frankly. It's at the corner of Causeway and Airline. Uh, tucked behind basically the clover leaf of of Causeway as it flies over airline, 
and there's a uh, there's the rail line that is frequently blocking traffic on the bar that goes right past it. Uh, anyway, you, you you go right behind it, uh, right behind that that intersection there, and you find this uh, large new Tex-Mex restaurant. It's from the same people who have uh, Central City Barbecue, and it kind of has a similar look. Uh, there's a lot of outdoor space. Uh, a lot of indoor space. It's uh, the bar is like there's basically three bars in one, sort of this zigzagging pattern of a bar that goes around, uh, and it's nice food. It's it's a newer place just opened over the fall, so it might be off some people's radar, but again, that that kind of fits the mold of the kind of place where you can go in with ad hoc plans and a number of different people and kind of be the crowd pleaser. Uh, Middendorf is another great pick for this, uh, and it, Middendorf's. Uh, I think people think about the one in Manshack mm-hmm. and I think about where that is off I-55. It's basically between New Orleans and Baton Rouge. And so for generations, it's been the kind of place where people do meet from the South Shore and from the North Shore, from Baton Rouge and New Orleans, kind of meet me at Middendorf's kind of idea. Uh, well, now there's a second one across the lake in Slidell that's also sort of on that axis, you know, halfway between New Orleans and past Christian, Bay St. Louis. You've got people on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, uh, and you know, and again, these are large restaurants, crowd pleasers, uh, Middendorf's. Of course, you're talking about the thin fried catfish or the whole flounder, delicious things like that. And then, you know, one one other idea, and you can read the whole story, of course, on NOLA.com, is breakfast. Sometimes when we're talking about this time of year and you want to get uh, get together with people, you promise to do it. You know, evenings are, are booked or spoken for, but the morning can be easier. And so meeting for brunch or breakfast could be the right call. And uh, the Ruby Slipper uh, is a place that started uh, just a little backstreet cafe in Mid-City and has grown into this big regional brand, I think over 20 restaurants now. But quite a few spread out around the New Orleans area, and some of them are quite large and able to accommodate some bigger groups just dropping in. And, of course, uh, a centerpiece of all these Ruby Slipper restaurants is the bar, uh, for a restaurant that closes, I think, at 2 or 3 o'clock uh, because it's all about that brunch idea. So, um, you know, especially around the holidays, with the holiday week coming up after Christmas, these are places where you can fulfill that pledge to get together or simply uh, take that house full of people and air them out a bit. Is that a good, air them out. Is that a good time for yeah. um, restaurants the week between Christmas and New Year's? It, it, yes and no. Uh, it, it, it is in, in a way that... Uh, it, it's not in a way that there's there's no big conventions in town, right? So your big your big bookings and those sorts of things are off. But it is a time when there are still parties going on. Uh, I think a lot of the company parties, the local parties, a lot of them have happened already. Uh, but there are there is still a lot of carrying on <laughs> that goes on. Uh, people going out uh, the lead into to New Year's weekend. It's all about when these holidays fall too. And I think having New Year's New Year's Eve on a Sunday, New Year's Day on a Monday, it kind of sets up a whole long weekend. And, I, you know, I think, frankly, a lot of people will, will probably start their New Year's Eve probably on Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. So mm-hmm. <laughs> probably oh, yeah. start ramping up for it all the way through. Um, I want to bring the audience in here at 504-260-1870 if you have any questions. Somebody wants to know if you have a favorite for Revion dinner, Ian. Well, Revion changes every year, right? So it's I go two ways with that. I, I am of the approach that, uh, A, you, you go with tradition. You go with the places that are kind of dressed to the nines for for Christmas, really done up for it. 
and then, or the other way around, you, you go you go with something new, something that's kind of brand new to it, something that you wanted to check out, something that uh, this would be a good opportunity to see what they do with a special menu. So two thoughts on that uh, are Arno's, which I was in Arno's uh, just the other night, and it doesn't get any prettier than that at the holidays. The way that they, they decorate the restaurant and the French 75 bar, uh, you know, if you're going for Revlon or any kind of dinner, there, you always start at the bar, right? Go to the French 75, build in an extra 20 minutes ahead of your reservation, have a cocktail there, sink in. And this is a restaurant that, of course, is a French Creole classic, uh, but for Revion stretches it a little bit with away from what they normally do in the kitchen. And in, in one case, bringing back a, a very old dish from their menu, the Coquille St. Jacques, great, um, great scallop dish. Uh, so that's, you know, that that is like the spirit of, of Christmas in the French Quarter right there. Uh, also, by the way, they do this um, really, I think, heartrending teddy bear drive this time of year. Uh, you'll see people going into the French 75 bar and to dinner toting teddy bears and dropping them in these collection bins. And what happens there is the restaurant gives them to uh, NOPD. Uh, so uh-huh. the officers have these teddy bears in their to car. To give to the kids? And t- to give to kids that they see on their beat who have been traumatized or have witnessed something horrible. And it's uh, you know it's a small thing, but you know you think about it for a kid, something like that can go a long way. And so that's uh, the time of year where, where that happens at, at Arno's. It's quite touching to see it. Uh, I had brought in a couple couple teddy bears myself the other day and uh-huh. had a had a Sazerac with them. Um, but the other side of that equation, okay, so you know Arno's is this, this picture of, of old fashioned French Quarter Christmas. Uh, think about a place like Bijou. It's right around the corner. It's on Rampart Street. This might be the second year that they're doing. Um, Revion, uh, but their menu is is fantastic. It goes through uh, some quite enticing dishes uh, that are a lot more modern, and it just gives you a really good cut at what uh, Chef Eason is doing over there. Um, let's talk about Chinese food and Christmas Day because that's kind of a unique tradition in and of itself, is it not? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think this is this is something that happens all across the country, and it's especially. I mean, I know a lot of Jewish families uh, all over the country. This is part of their part of their their tradition this time of year. Uh, you know, you're not marking Christmas, but it's time off anyway, and uh, you know, get together and go out for some good Chinese food. Uh, and but I think it, it's it's morphed beyond that to be sort of a flavor of Christmas. And to, to me, it also gets to that point that we started off talking about of having your your, your family gathered with you. Uh, you know, and after the second day of Christmas leftovers, <laughs> the idea of something radically different starts sounding pretty interesting. So let's go out for Chinese food. Um, you know, the the New Year, excuse me, the Christmas Day itself version of the Chinese restaurant, which we've all seen from the Christmas Story uh, <laughs> with the Peking duck, um, that's harder to find these days, uh, just because there's not a terrible number of restaurants that are open on Christmas. Day now, when that. you say Peking Surely, duck, is that the one hanging in the window you're talking about? <laughs> well, it, it doesn't always hang in the window. But well, yeah, no, no, it, but, but, but I know the place the on the West Bank, part. and I went there for Christmas one year, and they do have that. Go ahead. That might be what, what you're getting ready to talk about. Oh, yeah. I believe you're talking about Hong Min, okay. which is behind the Best Buy, perhaps? Yes, on, exactly. Um, South Manhattan? Right. Yes. Okay, this is a great place, and I'm glad you brought that up. This is a place when you walk in, you basically hear the thwack of a cleaver against a board and that is uh that is the the proprietor of the house uh chopping the duck up and it's yeah it, it's the kind of place you see the ducks hanging in the window 
it's a great find. It, it's, it's like I say, behind the Best Buy, maybe, you know, two blocks off. Just when you think you've taken the wrong turn and you don't know what they're talking about, you find uh, this charming little Chinese restaurant next to a grocery. So that's a good place. Uh, Miss Shirley's is a terrific Chinese place right on uh, Magazine Street that a lot of people will remember from its days as Royal China. Uh, and I love the way that they do dumplings, and they're basically a – it's like a dim sum service there without the carts. Mm-hmm. They are open on, on Christmas, but they may be already booked up for that. That's the kind of thing uh, that people certainly would have booked tables for in advance. But you never know. You can get lucky, or you know, we're talking about the whole Christmas week there, aren't we? And, and to yeah, be clear – I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Ian. Oh, to, to say uh, one more note on dim sum – we do have a restaurant in the New Orleans area that serves dim sum off the cart, which a lot of people ask me about because that's such a fun way to do it where they just build sort of airline carts around mm-hmm. and you see the dishes as you order. You sort of order with your eyes first. And that is Panda King Fine Dining over in Gretna attached to the uh, Hong Kong market, the glorious Hong Kong market grocery store. Are they open on Christmas, do you know? That I do not know, but I'm sure you can check that. You with can us. find out very easily, yeah. And a place to be clear behind Best Buy. What's the name of that again? Hong Min. They do not take reservations. M I N. I don't think they yeah, take Hong. reservations. It's a very casual place, and they'll, they'll have a lot of people standing in line. And I think they call it Peking Duck because it's peeking out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're having some holiday levity, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We'll pick it up with Ian McNulty when we come back, 504-260-1870. We'll come back talking, eating, and drinking with Ian McNulty here on WWL. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. I didn't know this until just now, but it would explain the reference to Boxing Day earlier. But Ian McNulty <laughs> is joining us from the U.K., is that right? Live from England, that's right. Not New England, not English turn, but England, England, the original England, what, the what, land of Angles. What, what cheer Bath. are you in? Bath. I am in Somerset County, West, West Country, land of cheddar, of cider. Of rugby, all right. Of, uh, of pints, I'm learning. Well, pints, good, good for pints, you. Fun pints. Bath in England. Yes, I'm, I'm six hours ahead of you, and likely two pints ahead of you. I would think you would be. Uh, do you plan on going to Ireland while you're over there, or not? 
Uh, no, not this trip. Although I, I made that trip last year, and it was great, and it's uh, it's wonderful to explore uh, the old sod. different regions over here. Uh, exactly, really is, exactly. Yeah. Have you, you been familiar? Sp- you familiar with the song? You familiar familiar with the song Salisbury Hill, Peter Gabriel? No. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Would it be better if I played along and said yes? Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah, Don't sure, absolutely. Hill, I love that I song. See the city lights. Yeah. Sure. I'm I'm looking at Salisbury Hill right now. Uh, Peter Gabriel is from around here, and uh, he wrote about a, one of the hills surrounding the city of Bath. Awesome. Uh, have a steak while you're out there. Um, I sure will. Salisbury steak. Pints let's, and pies. Pints and pies. Let's talk about, uh, oh, Panda King, by the way. I looked. They are closed on Christmas, so that would not be an option Christmas for you. Christmas Day, okay. Christmas All Day, right. yeah. Uh, not a Christmas Day. Um, somebody texted about Tana. We spent a lot of time talking about that last week, but uh, talk about it again because not everybody listens constantly. Let me let me ask the question to you the way it, it was posed to me. Um I know he probably hasn't gone yet, which is wrong, I think, but does he know if the new restaurant on Metro Tana is upper scale or casual? Is it going to break the bank when I go to eat there? It is definitely upscale, and I don't know, not know what size bank you're, you're rolling in with, but it's, uh, it's, it's, this, is not, um, this is not your typical red sauce Italian joint. Although we did learn one of those is coming pretty soon to Magazine Street, so sidebar to that. But Tana is definitely upscale Italian. Uh, and it looks every bit of it. Yes, I have been uh, once when, when they first opened up, and it is, uh, it is a real showplace. Uh, you, know, you walk in, there's a, a beautiful lounge, which can be a, really its own destination kind of before or after dinner if you're on your way to a show or an event or a party or something. And then you, you, know, you walk through the main dining room, and it's, this, it's a really lovely blend of these rustic and elegant touches. It's a it's really striking room. And again, You have been, you though, haven't you? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, I've okay. been, and uh, you can you know see the full report on it on NOLA.com and a bunch of my photos of it on uh, my Instagram. Uh, that's at Ian McNulty NOLA. Uh, but this is the chef Mike Galata, who's known for May Pop and MoFo, and it's in Old Metairie, and that's significant because that's a part of town that's getting a lot more restaurants, and now especially with this and its neighbor right across the street, Garrison, uh, some really uh, quite contemporary and compelling Restaurants that aren't just neighborhood amenities, but are restaurants that you'd want to visit from from any neighborhood in town. So they're really they're 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 aiming to give the the, the restaurants in New Orleans proper a run for the money. And uh, Tana is off to a great start. And I, and again, it, it's really an interesting location right across the street from Garrison. And this is that stretch of Metairie Road between Lavar and the Causeway, over by well, let's see what else is over there. There's a Ruby Slipper. Fat Boys Pizza, the Donut Place, yeah, that's right, Shipley's Donut. So there's and and all of those places I listed. My psychiatrist is my psychiatrist is pretty close to there as well, but that's not probably not Martins, yeah, Martins Lounge, Blue Ruin, Gennaro, some of the older places too. Uh, But yeah, between Garrison and Tana, I mean they're directly across the street from each other. If these places both hit their stride, Metairie Road's going to need a crossing guard for. uh, for, for all the people kind of teetering back and forth between the two. Somebody texted uh, in about, yeah, it, I'm sorry, Ian, about Porgy. Uh, Porgy's, yes. The Porgy Seafood Market is taking shape. It's not quite open, as they say these words, but I think it will be any day now. I mean, it, it could it could very well be open for, for Christmas Eve, the way they're going. I believe they're still just waiting on permits. Uh, but this is a seafood market and restaurant in Mid-City, 
that's taking the place of what was Bevy Seafood. So it's right on North Carrollton, same block as Andrew Picados. How's that for a landmark for you? Uh, and it's going to be uh, both a, a restaurant and the part I'm excited about, a market. So you'd be able to go in and buy whole fish or you know fillets of fish, different cuts. Uh, they'll be doing raw fish dishes there. They'll have oysters. They'll have cocktails. They'll have po'boys. They'll have plates. Um, but I mean, people ask me all the time, Tom. I mean, this is a seafood city. This is a seafood region, and we're really our number of of true seafood mongers and true seafood markets is is very slim, and it's uh, it's eye opening. You, you know, when you when <laughs> I am overseas right now, when you travel and you see how you know the old fishmonger, the old butcher, the old cheesemonger, they still do exist in in these old world places where it's valued. And for as, as much a game as we talk about valuing our local food and our foodways, uh, you know, how, how many places do we have on the retail side as a, you know, as a cook, as a, uh, as a host at home uh, to go get it direct? Well, Porgy's is, is fixing to be a place to fill one of those gaps uh, for seafood. So I'm excited for that. It's from the people who have Carmo restaurants and uh, the folks who had uh, Margie's Grill, which sadly closed uh, one of, far too many restaurants that we lost last year yeah. this year talk about that if you will um because you wrote a story about that about the the restaurant industry and how 2024 could be challenging as well right for some yeah yeah that's right yeah this is a time of year where where you know i look back at the year that was and frankly there uh, there are stories that i really look forward to all year writing one of which is just just remembering the uh the people from some of the more uplifting stories that i encountered through the year because that really is part of what makes the New Orleans food world tick, I believe, is the personalities and the heart and soul behind it. And you see uh, this come in so many different ways. And if you check out my story at NOLA.com, you'll, you'll see a few vignettes of different people from across our community. But on the other side of the ledger, you know, I have to cover the ones that the restaurants that we lost and the kind of the feelings of distress that I'm hearing from more and more people in the business. And it's uh, it's it's undeniable. It wasn't like there was a collapse of 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 restaurants wholesale across the New Orleans area this year. We lost a, a good number, and some of them are quite surprising. To to a large extent, that happens, you know, year to year. And at the same time, you see new places rising up, and and uh, in, in some cases taking their place, or in some cases bringing dif- different ideas in different directions. That's part of the dynamic life lifestyle, excuse me, life cycle uh, of the restaurant business. But um, what is distressing is the number of people I talk to who are still in business, who still have their restaurants open, who openly tell me they're not quite sure how or how they're going to continue if things keep going or if they have to face a summer that was as bad as the one uh, that they went through and are still contending with. You know, they're still dealing with kind of the knock-on effects and costs of it all. Uh, You know, it it was a really bad summer. Uh, the costs of doing business are astronomically higher. Uh, that that's true to some extent across uh, the industry nationwide, because of the higher food costs and higher costs for staff that everyone's heard about if they've been paying attention to the restaurant world. But you know, in in our part of the world, in our community, uh, you know, the, the the property insurance rates are having a big impact on the viability of restaurants, whether they own the building and are facing the same property uh, insurance increases that you as a homeowner have seen, or if they rent and are facing the same increases because their landlords are getting those that anybody who rents is. Uh, And so these factors, a really slow summer, a fall that didn't really materialize as well as people had hoped for, 
Uh, that was the final kick for a number of restaurants to close in the fi- final quarter of 2023. And, you know, the, the distress that I'm taking into 2024 is the number of people who tell me, you know, one more go like that and we're out too. We have a surprise so, guest um, that that's shown up. Newell Norman is here with us. He's he's in advance of Santa Claus coming in, spending some time with him. Newell, I know you're a bon vivant, a man about town. Where have you been eating? Well, typically, um, I, I went to Tana the other night for the Did soft you? opening. It's one of the prettiest restaurants in the city. The bar is absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, I, uh, they have all of the aesthetics, Ian. I think you would agree to hit a home run. Yet again, it's all about the front side, not so much the back side, really, about having good service because expectations go up when you mm-hmm. walk into a restaurant of that quality. Um, and it's a first, really. There's maybe only one other in, in Metairie where you have something of that high quality from a, from an aesthetic standpoint. And tremendous wine list, too, right? Beautiful wine list. Uh, actually drank, as you know, I love wine. Mm-hmm. Drank some wine there the other night. Talked to a number of folks that have been to the bar, Ian. I'm, I'm not sure if you have. Uh, but they said it's been phenomenal. They really, they really enjoy it. But I think, I think Ian hit all the, the right points on the frustration and the struggles that restaurateurs are having. Uh, it seems like they're getting nothing but curveballs, you know. And it's like week after week after week. That's that's right, Noel. And, and that's what I hear about. It's not one thing. It's this cascading uh, number of issues that that they're contending with, and if it's not one thing, it's the next. But it's an industry that is driven by heart and soul. I mean, people are yeah. in it for because they're driven to do it. They're compelled to do it. They're going to find ways to to get through it. Uh, it's just the, the, the we have to find ways to to support them. And it's not just about um, us individuals, customers. It's about you know who we advocate for and and who they have in the business community and and in the the civic leadership community looking out for what is our hometown industry. You know, I say it again and again. I say it when I'm on the road here overseas. New Orleans is a restaurant and hospitality town the way L.A. is a film town, the way New York is a financial market town. So we have to look out for the industry that represents us. Do you hear what we have going in the background for you? It's your Peter Gabriel song. There you go. Have a great time in the U.K. Ian McNulty on holiday, Newell, so we won't talk to him next week. But Happy New Year to you. Merry Christmas, Ian McNulty, and we'll talk to you in the new year, okay? Absolutely. I'll I'll be back with you soon, and uh, uh, happy holidays to everyone back home. Safe travels. Uh, uh, Newell Norman's with us. He's going to stay with us, and we'll talk to Jacqueline Hotard when we come back. Newell, about moving the bonfires up. Yep. Be fun. 939 Santa Claus coming up, too, between 10 and 1. So get your calls ready. Right now it's time for traffic on WWL. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.